Ready? We're live. We got it. I think all we're the here. way live, baby. Hello. Is whoa, this thing whoa, on? whoa, 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 one, whoa, whoa, whoa! You know what time it is. You know what time it is. You know what time it is. It's our double E L vile time, babies. Ow! You know because we got my main man, the sinister, the prime minister, Mister Ruthless Chris. Hey. Testing one, two, this thing on. How y'all doing? That's what I'm talking <laughs> about. Sunday. That's what I'm talking about. Then we got the thriller, no filler, Mr. <laughs> Mrs. You know who I'm talking about. <laughs> Kelly, that killer, Miller. Hey, girls. Hey. <laughs> you just say, hey, girl, hey? <laughs> yes. Hey, girls. It's hey. ladies' night, apparently. We're, we're all ladies tonight. It's ladies' night. <laughs> it's, oh, what a night. Oh, oh what a night. We're some hairy ladies. We're some hairy <laughs> ladies, baby. And you know who I am. I'm Mr. G to the E to the R to the M. The T stands for the. And of course, I'm about to rip it up in a modern way. That's right. It's Mr. Germ 2 Ripper. And it's time to get on with Real Viral. Ooh, baby, baby. What y'all been up to? Let's go with you, Mr. Ruthless Chris. What's new and exciting in your world, baby? I I have just been mostly, did we lose Kelly? Mostly hard at work uh, setting up these shows, these Jersey shows in uh, Chicago. Uh, we're going to be out there uh, your way there, uh, Ripper with Ruthless. Um, aside from that, Kelly watched Kelly and I watched a couple flicks. Uh, we went and saw Cocaine Bear, which uh, was quite the experience. I'm sure we'll, uh, we'll get into that uh, when uh, when we get to our main movie, which... Uh, yeah, it's Cocaine Bear. But yeah, uh, Kelly and I went through some weird stuff. Uh, going to see Cocaine Bear almost didn't happen. Um, that was a fun day. Uh, I had to sneak in <laughs> snacks. Well, we yeah. had to sneak in more snacks than we had pockets or room for. Because, well, uh, we, first, we live in Toledo. We tried to drive to the Monroe Theater in Monroe, Michigan, which is like, I don't know, a good half hour away. 20 minutes, yeah, half like hour away. No, yeah, about 20 minutes. And... Um, that was when all the Michigan power outages were going on. So we drive all the way the fuck up there, and there's, like, no stoplights. It, it, like, dawns on us, and we're like, oh, shit, power's out up here. So we drive all the way the fuck to Monroe, and then drive all the way back to Toledo. And then we drive south, at, like, probably the exact same distance to Perrysburg, outside of Toledo, because Chris hates our mall. <laughs> the other movie I theaters. do. I hate our mall. Uh, the way the bus system is set up, like... Uh... Kids just ride up to the mall and they hang out there all fucking day. Anytime you go to see a movie, there's just kids movie hopping and throwing popcorn and talking and shit. And it bugs the hell out of me. I hate seeing movies there, which is why I tried to talk her to go to this Monroe Street Mall to begin with. Because that's one that's got, got the recliners and the heat and you free got refills. the nice cup holder. You got free refills for your drink. It's real luxury shit up there. And you're usually the this, only one in the theater, which is sad. As opposed to this often. mall slum and shit she's always trying to do. Of course, I don't want to go to the fucking... <laughs> I spit on your mall. <laughs> Fuck out of here. So, yeah. That was an adventure. Plus, I had man, a hangover oh, from fucking hell, dude. I haven't drank since then. 
It was disgusting. <laughs> oh yeah, she was she was super hungover, and I'm I'm still off the booze, so I was like not nudging her, like, like just like fucking fucking with her. Um, yeah. But then we bought way too many snacks. Then we had pockets. So at one point, I even had a McDonald's double cheeseburger under my um my my skull cap to get it in, and I had like pockets full of chicken nuggets and jerky. And Dude, he like treat. he sounded like a walking chip bag, like. <laughs> <laughs> like I was I was in like sweats and a hoodie and just this and she's carrying the smallest purse known to man. I had no snack room to to, to store over there. Well, I had, I had my snacks it. in there too. No. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that that's what I was up to. Yeah. It was a good time. <laughs> yeah. Long well, la, la, I'm so glad that you know all your adventures paid off and you got to watch our feature movie for the day, Mr. Cocaine Bear. Actually, Mrs. Cocaine Bear. I am sorry, Mrs. Cocaine Bear. That is a lady right there, baby. You better respect I'm that. not a cocaine bear. <laughs> uh, she was a mother, okay? She was a mother. To, to very, to, to very cute. You know, we got to wait till we get to the spoiler <laughs> section before all I start right, talking right. about the brood. That's legit. Can't quit, baby. You know what I'm saying. You know, I haven't been up to too much myself, just, you know, working and working and working and sleeping. And that's about it, baby. I'm just glad to be here with both of y'all. And we're about to talk about some movies. So why don't we get on to that? What have you been watching lately, Mr. Ruthless Chris? Uh, So the other day, Kelly and I were hanging out and we had some time to watch a movie. So I just kind of started going through Tubi. And um, lately I've been really... um. I'll I'll just watch some dog shit right now. Like I'm really just in the mood for some horse shit. Uh, so <laughs> I came across a movie called Shark Side of the Moon. As oh yeah, to Dark Side of the Moon, Shark Side of the Moon, and we played that thing sight on scene. And boy, oh boy, did we get some dog shit! But it was uh, a very fun dog shit. Um, I'm just thinking of that one shark, and he's like, "What about that dude?" He's just like. <laughs> um what you have uh mixed deep blue street sea with the show okay. street sharks in space crying. um you got some russian scientists are working on these uh super soldiers that are actually sharks with buff arms and legs um and they get out of a containment duct so in order to contain them <laughs> They shuffle them all onto a rocket and shoot them into space. This is in the uh, first five minutes. <laughs> yeah, this is pre-credits for you to run. <laughs> yeah. um, they get to space. Uh, then we go, uh, what was it, like 40 years into the future. And another rocket team's going up to space. Um, and they get there. Uh, the, the the sharks, uh, they, they got a bit of a tremor situation. They can go under the sand of Land the moon. Shark, shark mm -hmm. hanging up. They got big, big buff arms and legs. Uh, but not only that, they have like a city that they built. Um, they have like mech armor. There's one with mech armor and a thin neck running around. Um, this was a silly movie in the best possible way. Go into it if you want like utter crap, but um, like like you just want some dog shit. It's it's a <laughs> lot of real bad CGI. Uh, this is a Tubi original. Uh, I and. I, I like it. I, I had some fun with it. Like it's it's bad, but it's fun. Bad. The main the main villain is the most ridiculous thing I've ever fucking seen in a long goddamn time. Um, there's some with lasers and jetpacks. Um, 
for some reason they live up amongst piping hot liquid magma on the moon. I, I haven't looked into it, but I don't think that's the thing. Is there magma on the moon? Is there lava? Like there was a lot of lava in that movie. There may have been at one time. But this was now. <laughs> this was now. So yeah, um Shark Side of the Moon. Three out of five. Fucking movie <laughs> original. You forgot it's, to mention the uh the half shark, half human baby. <laughs> oh yeah, there's a woman with gills. And um there's some shark banging interspeed. Well, the sharks aren't exactly uh sharks. They're like they're humans, they're hybrids. They got they got arms and legs, but uh there's a scientist <laughs> that banged a shark. There's a little shark lady, they all have spears. It's really weird. Shark baby. <laughs> shark side of the moon. Um, it's fun. It's a fun fucking movie. Yeah, we laughed a lot. It's it's, like bad. it's bad. Bad CGI. <laughs> the the fucking um, the like dialogue was so fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I, the the fact that somebody sat at a computer and they use these to type up those words that makes me smile. That was a fun and yeah. <laughs> Kelly, if you had to give a uh, shark side of the moon a star rating, what would you give it? I think three's fair. It's a fun one. Don't expect it to be good. It's fucking not, but it is. It's utterly hilarious. <laughs> it's pretty bad. Well, baby, sometimes that's all you need. Sometimes you know? you all, that's all you need is some wacky, hilarious, bad moviness just to get you through, just to have some fun. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's good, bad. What what's the first one you're gonna talk about there, Killer Kelly? Um, this one I, I was looking for some time travel movies, and I stumbled across this one here on Tubi, 2022. Uh, it's called Shifter. It was written and directed by Jacob Layton Burns. Um, follows this girl. She's kind of like a homebody, kind of socially awkward sort of person. Her name's Teresa. She's lives out in the country, very rural sort of area. Or uh, yeah, uh, when she was little, she discovered early on that she was really good with mechanics and like taking shit apart and like tinkering with shit and making shit. Well, as she's older, after her dad passes away, because she grew up with her dad in this farmhouse, and you know, she has the house to herself. She's been tinkering, and she invented a time machine in her barn. Well, she uses it once, you know, for the stupidest reason. I'm not even, I'm not going to go into why, but it, it was a really dumb reason to use your time machine for the first time. But, you know, she found out it worked. So I guess that that's what matters. Um, the problem with this is every time she doesn't know how to control it. Now that she's went in time, she can't control going in time. She just likes randomly going back. She just keeps randomly going back in time, like without being in the time machine. So we and, got like a quantum leap situation? Yeah, kind of. But as she does, like, she runs into more of hers. So it becomes like a multiple sort of universe, you know? Like, there's a lot of hers in different time zones. She's like, oh, it, it's it's interesting. And another problem is the more she jumps time or shifts through time, uh, she deteriorates a little bit more and a little bit more. So she starts getting, like, real gross and shit by the end of it. Yeah, I liked this one. I thought it was pretty sweet, man. Um, you can tell it was definitely a low budget, but they did good for what it was. You know, they didn't go too much into, I don't know, things you can't really 
do without CGI and shit like that. But it, it was good. I, I enjoyed this one. Uh, Shifter 2022. I'd probably give it about a three and a half for what it was. It was an enjoyable time travel movie and different concept that I never really, you know, seen in time travel movies. That sounds like a lot of fun, baby. Time traveling, you know, that can be a wacky, that yeah. can be a wacky movie. It can be a wacky time traveling through time, bumping into yourself, seeing what's happening. So was it action packed? Was there some horror? Was there? Was it, it was sci-fi? some horror. It was kind of sc- sci-fi horror for sure. Very yeah. nice. We call that yeah. a, a genre film, right? We got all kinds of genres all mashed up together, and that's what we've been covering over here. A real vile. We talk about everything, baby. As long as it's sleazy, long as it's weird, we like it weird, baby. So three point five out of five, you say? Yeah. All right, and you say it's on Tubi. Tubi. I like it. I love it. Give me more of it, baby. Ow! Well, the first movie I'm going to talk about is uh, 1993's Action Mutanta, or otherwise known as Mutant Action. I believe that this is Alex de la Iglesia's first film. I'm pretty damn sure of that. Uh, and it's about, like, a, it's a, it takes place in the future, and the world is ruled by attractive people. And the mutant terrorists kidnap a rich man's daughter to claim rights for the ugly. Uh, escaping the police, the mutant leader crashes into a planet of crazy miners where no women live. Man, oh man, oh man, oh man. Talking about wackiness. This was over and above all the craziness. It it felt very 80s, you know, post-apocalyptic world. You know, it didn't really feel like a Spanish film either. It felt more like a Australian film with all the post-apocalyptic wackiness going on. Also with like the ugly people fighting the ugly people fighting the attractive people. It reminded me of um Garbage Pell Kids the movie. <laughs> which I love personally. That's one of my favorites. Um so I I was I, I was thoroughly entertained from beginning to end with the wacky hijinks of and they're not even really like mutants. <laughs> they're, they're usually everybody in the mutant gang. They are all, they, every one of them is more like just like a handicapped person or somebody with a disability. You know, there's a Siamese twin person and then there's somebody in a wheelchair and then there's somebody with a really low IQ, but he's super strong. It's, it's very funny and very politically incorrect. It's almost like the best way I could describe it is it's like Terry Gilliam directing a movie for trauma. And okay. Yeah. It's okay. it's beautiful. It's stunning. It's stupid. It's really, really stupid. And if you're easily offended, it might offend you, but uh, I don't think any of our listeners would be uh, that person. I think our listeners would fully enjoy this movie I mean, we talked about one of Alex de la Iglesia's films for our Christmas episode, Day of the Beast, which I think was his second or third film after this, because it was, no, it was his second film after this, because I remember... Third film total, I'm sorry. Oh, okay. But um, a lot of the same cast that's in uh, Action Mutanta is in uh, Day of the Beast. So, there you go. It's definitely worth the watch, and because it is so much fun and so wacky and reminded me of 80s films and reminded me of Terry Gilliam and Troma and everything I love about movies, I gave it five stars. You know, 
I don't think it's streaming anywhere. I can't find it streaming anywhere. Although I do, I swear I saw it available on Tubi at one time. Uh, I got a, a physical copy from Severn Films, but I definitely highly recommend, you know, Mutant Action, aka Action Mutanta, because uh, it's awesome. You guys, have you, either of you seen this movie? I don't think so. No. Uh, no, but I've been wanting to. It's been on my list ever since the uh, first time I watched Day of the Beast because I was like, whatever the hell else this guy's made. And then, you know, I looked into the, um, you know, like his his like filmography and the cover of this thing is just hilarious. It's like a handicap sign, but the guy in the wheelchair has like a machine gun. And it just said like action mutants or some shit. And I was like, whatever that is, I need that in my life like yesterday. Right, I jumped at the chance when they when Severn came out with the 4K UHD. I was like, "Fuck it, <laughs> I love everything this man did." Like Alex de la Iglesia, you know, he does no wrong. I can't live anything that he's done that I would not give at least a four star rating to. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. All right, next well, one I'm going to talk about. Uh, sorry, I didn't mean to step out of here. I just realized I, I, I was just gonna pass here. the mic to you, Ruthless Chris. So, whatever you know, what you're doing, you know what's going on. Next on the terror train, Mr. Ruthless Chris, what you watch next? So, I've been doing this weird dimension slash uh Miramax rabbit hole of those like right around scream movies. Um, because I've, I've been finding them just fucking fascinating. I think uh, people are gonna like look back at them as like its own version of the eighties. Cause like, if you look at them, they're all kind of like this weird pack of movies that like just fit in just that time. Like they, they all use the same kind of special effects, like the fake looking people, like a, a lot of archetypes. Like it's a really fascinating time. So I rewatched the faculty. Um, oh, nice. That was a good one. Yeah. Robert Rodriguez. Yeah. Uh, uh, this one uh, they thought was going to be the big, um, the big next hit after uh, I Know What You Did Last Summer. But he ended up making kind of a weird flick, and it didn't necessarily do that great at the uh, the the box office. But I think out of all the ones that like I look back and watch like from this, this one was kind of like the most fun. Um, probably because it's Robert Rodriguez, but you know, you got yourself a, a group of ragtag misfits in a a school where all the teachers start acting weird they start thinking that something's going on they're all drinking a bunch of water um the 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 cast of this is very breakfast club you got the jock who's banging the hot cheerleader you know you got the the goth girl that everyone uh is calling a lesbian because they don't understand her they got the nerd kid who's played by Elijah Wood. I forgot Elijah Wood was in this thing. Um, who's like the photography nerd. Um, oh, that's yeah. I forgot he was in there. Like the, the, the opening scene of this thing where they introduce him, this kid gets beat up like three times. They elbow him in the nose. And then just in the background, it's not even like a scene that like adds anything, but just in the background, there's like four kids. And each one of them, like one has each leg and then one has each arm. And they just run them balls first into the flagpole. And that just happens in the background. Poor Elijah Wood gets his <laughs> balls destroyed. Yeah, I love Elijah. Um, you got, uh, uh, and then you got um, Josh Hartnett um, in a haircut that has not aged well at all. Let me tell you what, my friends. Uh, they thought that this thing looked cool. What they did to this man 
was they gave him a bowl cut in the front, and then when it comes out by its ears, they gelled it out, and then they undercut and spiked the back of his hair to kind of, like, give it that, like, morning shag, and it just looks so laughably ridiculous the whole time. But he's, like, a drug-peddling genius cool kid who makes his own drug and sells it in these pens, uh, which comes into play later. Uh, we've all seen the faculty. I don't know why I'm explaining it this much. Um, but for like that era of the weird teeny like scream ones, this one's uh, uh, better than most. Uh, it has a lot to do with like aliens and cosmic horror kind of stuff. Uh, tentacles and groupy stuff. Um, weird cameo by Jon Stewart in this thing. Uh, it's it was a lot of fun. Uh, I liked this one. Uh, I I liked it on the rewatch. I remember liking it when it came out. Um, but then on the rewatch, I still had fun with them. Like it didn't put me in the same place where like I know what you did last summer one and two did or the one I'm going to talk about later. Um, did. Uh, but yeah, I like the faculty. The faculty, I'll give it like three and a half four. It was definitely uh, worth revisiting. Yeah, yeah, it was a good one, and I love me some Elijah Wood. That was always one of the better ones. I like creature movies like that too. It had like an alien creature. Yeah, it had a bunch of creatures, and there was a mm -hmm. there was a big cool one at the end that I forgot that they actually built a practical monster for at one point. Because nice. I remembered it all being CGI, but like they actually built a practical monster in this thing, and it looked really fucking cool. Hell yeah! Oh, and I like Usher. I, gotta, I feel like I gotta rewatch this film. <laughs> yeah. It, I I would recommend it. Like out of all those early or all that, like the big boom of Dimension Miramax, that one sticks out. But I think it's just because you know it's a fucking Robert Rodriguez movie. You know he's like cut above the rest of those guys that were making those movies. Right. The, I remember the poster art and uh, you know the trailer even kind of made it look like a post scream slasher when it was far from that. Uh, I remember the first time I watched it, and I I don't know if I've watched it since. Was the first time I came to Chicago. Back in the summer of uh, 99, or not summer of, was it the summer? I don't know. It was back in 99, before I moved out here. Um, yeah. So it's a it's a good time, though. It's a good time. I'd definitely give it a three. As well. I'd give it a three. How about you, Kelly? What would you say you give the fact? Yeah, I'd say three from what I remember, at least. I'm, I'm, I also need to watch it again, but yeah, I don't remember this being bad. The one thing I noticed I didn't pick up on the first time, and I don't know how I didn't pick up on this, for, probably because I didn't care because I was a teenager last time I saw this, but it's pretty much they took Invasion of the Body Snatchers and put it, like, shrunk it down as small as they possibly could and had it just happening in a school. So that, it was really cool to look at it like that, you know? Mm-hmm. I can see that. Absolutely, positively, baby. How about you, Killer Kelly? What you been watching? What you got to talk about next, baby? All right, this next one is one I stumbled across on Shudder. It's a Shudder original. 2021 Shook. This um, follows some social... It's like a slasher. It's, it's a slasher movie. Um, follows some social media influencers. Very heavy on the dog killing. I did not like that in this. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that going into it. Or probably would but yeah. Um, Mia... Mia, you she's a social media influencer. Her and all her friends, like that's obviously all, you know all they care about. They're meeting at a shoot once, and one of their little friends dies. This is how the movie opens. So there's obviously like a killer about, you know, like one of their friends gets murdered in a bathroom. 
And then uh, Mia gets called by her sister who has to go get some medical treatment, the same sort of medical treatment that like killed or the she has the same sort of disease or whatever that killed her mom. I don't know, within the year before. And you can tell there's some like animosity there for Mia really not like caring about what happened. But anyway, she's supposed to go to her mom's old house and watch the dog Chico in the midst of, uh, there's a dog killer running around, the Southland dog killer who's just been like killing people's dogs. Yeah, it's fucked up. They show. Uh, do, yeah. do dog killers get like a nickname, like a serial killer? Like I guess so. Are the cops connecting the dots on the pattern to be like, we got the Dogland Ripper, like <laughs> the Southland dog killer. Yeah, <laughs> but that's like what he's become. Dog guy in a trench coat connecting the dots and what happened to people's terriers. So, <laughs> yeah. So uh, while she's watching the watching Chico, she's not really giving a fuck. She's on her phone the whole time, and Chico's off doing a thing. And um, she starts getting these calls. It turns into some sort of like a scream sort of situation, you know? Scream kind of mixed with saw, I guess, like diet saw, I suppose. But uh, she's got to do all these things or they're going to kill her friends. And then, and then later it gets you kind of questioning, like, is this even real? Is this happening? Who is this? So it becomes like a murder mystery slasher kind of saw. It was all right, though. I didn't hate it. There was a lot of twists and turns in it, minus the dog killing. I could have, they could have found something better than the the dog killing. Not cool with that. <laughs> but um, I don't know. It wasn't terrible. I'd give it about a three. You know, a little better than better than middle. It was uh, a little fast paced, good kills, twisty and turny, but it wasn't like awesome. You know, yeah, decent watch. Sure. Very nice. Very nice. I'll say it twice because it's twice as nice. Baby, I feel like, I, well, you know, your description of the movie, I feel like I've seen it. But at the same time, I can't remember if I've seen it or not. And, I, you know, it's it came out since I've been sober. So it, it uh, you be, have uh, seen it, apparently, because I kind of looked it up out of curiosity why she was talking about it. And you rated it on Letterboxd. Apparently, you get, you liked it enough to give it three and a half. Oh, shit. Well, yeah. thank you. Well, thank you for looking it up, brother, because I don't remember watching it. <laughs> um, that's not a good sign. But yeah, I must have liked it enough to give it three and a half. So I'm going to I'll stick with that rating since that's what I gave it on Letterbox. I'll say it was three and a half, baby. Ow. Yeah, I never even heard of this, though. So. Yeah, I just stumbled across it like that. I don't know. I like those. Um. Like the social media or like internet killer um, movies sometimes. I don't know. Weird. <laughs> very Weird. topical. Very topical. You yeah, know? yeah. So it makes sense. There's quite a few of them. They're, yeah. they're becoming more popular. Hugman, I'm doing a podcast. <laughs> I was like, what is that? What is that little monster? He's coming in to lick your face. <laughs> uh, her dog is more like a beetle. <laughs> like a beetle? Yeah, it's not a dog. It's a beetle. It's Skitters. Chris calls him Bugman. <laughs> yeah, it's Bugman. <laughs> well, I'll read all right now, babies. <laughs> I'm going to move this train along. I'm going to talk about the next one I got to talk about. Ooh, la, la. I know you both seen it. I know you both talked about it. But, you know, I wasn't on board the terror train at the time. Um, this one, I... La, 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 loved. Ooh, la, la. I loved it so much. 
and I, I'm, I apologize to this movie. I did not give it a chance. When I saw the trailer, I was underwhelmed. When I saw the poster, I was underwhelmed. When the name of the movie, it's like, eh, whatever. But now that it's on Amazon Prime, oh my goodness gracious gravy, I cannot suggest to watch Smile enough. I love Smile. That would have mm-hmm. definitely been on one of my top 10 if I had watched it in 2022. It's such good. a great movie. Um, you know, everybody who's listened to the podcast in the past, I know you discussed this already, but if you haven't, uh, it's about a, a young lady who's a therapist. And after witnessing a bizarre traumatic incident involving one of her patients, uh, she becomes increasingly convinced she's being threatened by an uncanny entity. Oh, my goodness. It, it has some great aspects of the ring, has some great aspects. Babadook it has some great aspects of it follows. And it's so smart and so well done. Uh, the only thing is like the Babadook, it, tr- it trusts its audience to be smart enough to figure out that the Babadook is, you know, the embodiment, the visualization of grief and shame mm-hmm. and blame uh, well, this one doesn't really. It lets you know it's about trauma. <laughs> it yeah. says it out loud. Trauma. <laughs> this, this thing is yeah. a trauma, <laughs> which is fine. Not not everybody watching movies is smart, and they can't always figure it out. And I appreciate that. Uh, but I love this movie, man. Uh, I give Smile five stars right from the get go. I'm glad it's on Amazon Prime now. If you haven't seen it yet. Go there and watch it because it's a million times better than what I thought it was going to be like. Watch it, watch it, watch it. Uh, now, I wasn't aboard the terror train at the time. Uh, what did you guys rate this one? How did you guys feel about this one real quick? I think I gave it about a three and a half, four-ish. Three I, and a half. I, gave it a, I gave it a four, four and a half, um, but it also made my end of the year top ten list as well. I don't yeah. remember where it was on that list, but I know it was on there. I think it was yeah, like number was seven or eight around there. Yeah, I don't I loved remember it. if uh, I had it on my top ten list. I know it was definitely a contender that I kept playing with. Like, oh, do I want this one on here? You know. Um, one of the things I really liked about that, just to just to stop back it, but like for a first time director, that guy directed the shit out of that movie. You know, yeah. like it was really shot after shot was interesting. And there's like, um, if you start paying attention, there's like color palettes that come into play when things are happening and stuff like there's color palettes for the hospital and there's color palettes and people have like the smile thing. There's, there's a lot of undertones and stuff to it too. It's a really cool movie. It, 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 uh, it gets better uh, with watching it again. Cause I have watched it again since we saw it in the theaters uh, when it got uploaded to streaming. Nice to know. Good to know. Yeah. Because this is one I would definitely, I would definitely buy now. Uh, I'd buy a physical copy so I can watch it downstairs. You know, there's there are a lot of movies that I'm just like, oh, I watched it on streaming. I don't need to buy it now. You know, Crimes of the Future, decent movie, but I watched it on Hulu. I don't need to buy it. You know, and there are a lot of movies like that. But Smile was such a great movie that I I definitely got to buy this one. I got to have it in my collection. Why? You know, because when things are on streaming, they're not guaranteed to stay on streaming, and I like to have it. You know, ready and willing and able to go when i want to watch you know what i'm saying baby uh also i would recommend it's on it's free to watch on youtube and it's only nine minutes the the mm-hmm. director's short film which this is based on like like it's like the seed for this um i think it's, it's even a on girl's Prime name too. hasn't slept like what whatever the girl that stars in the short film it's like 
let's say it'd be like Kelly hasn't slept. Something hasn't slept, uh, but it's only like nine minutes long and it's really, really good. It's really creepy. So definitely check that out too. Nice to know. Yeah, Mr. Parker Finn, he uh, knocked it out of the park with the, this debut full-length movie. And uh, I, I, I'm glad that I finally checked it out. I wish I saw it in the theater. But let's keep this train rolling on the tracks, shall we? Mr. Ruthless Chris, one more round, shall we? What, what you, what's the last one you got to talk about, baby? Um, so Kelly and I, uh, we stopped off at our local um, <laughs> new and used record store. <laughs> I, I dropped like 12 bucks and I got a great stack of movies. Like I got like, like 12 bucks. Like I think I got like nine or 10 movies. Um, I spent and we, $3 and got four. <laughs> and uh, yeah, they had like a dollar bin and like a, a couple of them were like, you know, like six movie packs in the dollar bin. Like one of them was a buck and I bought it because it had dust devil on it. I was like, holy shit, dust devil for a dollar. Uh, the other one had like uh Jack Nicholson's little shop of horrors and it had uh blood tied with James Earl Jones and um the terror and shit like that on it. But uh we pay- I bought all those packs and we went back to Kelly's place. And we kind of just went in blind on one, which was another one of those like uh dimension ones, and I kind of looked into it. This is the follow-up. This is why the guy whom I made I who I know what you did last summer doesn't have a career anymore. It's called Venom. <laughs> um we went in blind to this fucking thing. Uh, I remember when I first started talking about I Know What You Did last summer, a couple episodes back, because I've been ranting about that one for a while now as I went through those movies. Um, I was like, the guy who directed the first one, he made this big hit, and he only made like three other movies, and it's really weird. What the hell? This is the reason why. Um, what you got is a uh, like a Bayou, Louisiana-style horror movie. Um, you have... The cast of generic teens. Um, you have a tow truck driver who's a big motherfucker with a giant tow truck that everyone hates for no reason and treats like shit. And then you have a couple voodoo ladies. Um, one night, the there is a car accident. This car is about to go over this ledge of a bridge. Um, the tow truck driver tries to save the people inside falls into the car. The car has a suitcase and it's full of vipers and he gets bit like a hundred times why this thing is sinking in water. So like not only is he drowning to death but he's getting bit by like a million uh, snakes. Like 30 <laughs> of them maybe. So it turns out these snakes all contain the evil of serial killers in them and he like turns into this super undead Serial killer. I'm not ruining anything because they like they just lay this out pretty fast. Um, <laughs> any conversation in this movie is just exposition. Like it's just like, well, you know, when I was a child, like like they're pretty much just explaining everything to you in a conversation. Like, well, this and this, this and this happened to me. Um, we had figured out about halfway through that this thing was supposed to have been in 3D. Mm-hmm. Um, like you ever watched a movie and like. The way they're doing some of the scenes or some of the kills, they're like, they filmed this for 3D. Like, uh, in one of them, they're, they're spraying a power washer right into the, the camera. And, like, we came up with that theory, and it turns out we were right. Because in the credits, they had, like, a whole 3D cast and crew, uh, uh, crew, crew members working on this thing. And I guarantee this thing never made the theaters to be in 3D. But because of that, a bunch of ridiculous shit happens. Like, a woman getting... <laughs> Uh, plunged into a pole between two cars. Um, at one point, the the zombie truck driver attaches a chain to this house that they're in, 
and he just yanks out half the house and the house, like the floorboards and the walls and all that are still staying together and they're in it, just getting pulled around in the grass. It's a weird little movie. Um, anytime it's in the day, it looks like complete and under dog shit. Like you can't tell if it's in black and white or not because it's so color grained out. But then when it's at night, it looks great. It's really weird. Uh, Method Man plays a cop in this thing, which was odd to see. And he's not really doing it tongue in cheek. He says, hey, Method Man's a cop. We got him for like two days. Let's do something with him. Um, <laughs> he's not in that long. This one was bad. It was it was a real <laughs> bad one. Um, but I I at least still had fun with it. I was laughing. Um, like, watch this one like you watch like like the room or something like someone like really tried hard to make something and they just were so inept at what they were doing. It just was bad. Uh, that was this um, in the right hands. This could have been a good movie. There was, there was some cool lore going on. They had some voodoo stuff. Um, the, the priestess had like kind of a, a demon night situation where she could like seal doors with this red powder instead of like the demon blood. <laughs> um, it was pretty cool. Uh, I mean, it was bad, but it was fun to watch. So in that spirit, I give it like two and a half. Um, I'll probably never watch it again, but I had a blast while watching it. Uh, it has the most resilient blonde I've ever seen in it. Um, oh, yeah. That fucking... <laughs> at one point, this girl's just hauling ass. The, the giant zombie's behind her. He, just, he has this, like, what's got to be a 30-pound crowbar. And he just whips it as hard as he can over his head. It just biffs her at the back of the head. And she should have been, like, mentally challenged after this thing. Like, the rest of the movie, she should have been, like, like blind in one eye and had like brain ooze drooling out of her fucking nose. Uh, but she still also has a tree fall on her at one point and she was fine after that. <laughs> it took her um, being held between two cars, Ella, the cart scene in Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom and running into a tree stump, which would have looked really cool in 3D, but not so much in 2D. Get rid of her, <laughs> but yeah, this, that, that, this movie, there was a lot going on. <laughs> Yeah, you'd think after all that bullshit they put her through, she would have been like the final girl, but no, no, she wasn't. <laughs> you think that tree would have bounced right? I just said that bitch took a fucking crowbar <laughs> shot to the head like it was nothing. <laughs> it just like bounced off the back of her head. She fell and got right back up. Thirty <laughs> yeah. pound crowbar. I mean, she was like this. This dude was jamming this through people's like bodies and bones and shit. It was a heavy duty crowbar. I don't. Know. I'm done. <laughs> What did you think of it, Kelly? I, I thought it was fun. It was really bad, but it was... <laughs> I mean, there were some good kills. There were some... It, it was fun. You're right. The trees with the... Didn't that... that it was like a... You're right. Because it was like a pointy tree that went through her. It was because of the three... Yeah, there was a... There, so there was a split <laughs> in the road. And in between the split, there's a down tree. And the stuff was facing. But no. all this they had to do was... <laughs> Was let go on one side, she would have been fine. So her friends are holding her on one side, and the demon tow truck driver are holding her on the other. If the friends would have let go, she wouldn't have been impaled by the stump. And they could have at least, like, figured out where to go from there. But they held on, and she was super dead. Maybe they thought after that crowbar shot, she was indestructible, and that tree would just bounce right off her. I don't know. No, it was a silly one. It was, it was silly. I would be interested to see it in 3D. As the way it was intended to be shown, obviously. I don't think anyone's ever seen this thing in 3D. <laughs> 
Well, maybe, maybe, maybe they did. Maybe it was a very select few people, and that was what convinced them to be like, "No, nah, we're not spending extra money to put this out in 3D." Who knows? <laughs> I, I kind of remember when this came out on Blu-ray or not Blu-ray, but DVD, because I was kind of sort of interested in it. It, it had uh, an interesting concept, but uh, I never, I never took the plunge. I'm glad you did it for me, baby. You did a good job. I salute you. <laughs> So Kelly Kelly, what you got? What you got next to talk about? Oh, this last one I just watched earlier today, and eh, I'm not a fan. This is The Strays on Netflix. It's been I don't know. It's been popping up in my suggestions for like a week now, and I finally gave in today. It's a 2023 British movie written and directed by Nathaniel Martello White. I didn't recognize anything else he has done, so um, yeah. But um, this file, it opens with a woman. She's clearly sick of what she's going on in her life. She's extremely stressed out and she takes off. And then this is kind of told in like chapters, you know, they've got the little announcement or like the text at the beginning of each chapter. And then it goes to the chapter Nev or Neve, which, which is, and it starts with this like beautiful girl. It's obviously the same girl, but she's living a completely different life like years later obviously and um you know her life is perfect she's like high society obsessed with like everything being perfection her family's perfect and um but she keeps seeing somebody like show up in her life and she thinks they're stalking her and it it you know she's like what the fuck is going on um uh, it's hard to say without getting into too much detail here the next chapter goes into who that person is, and I don't want to tell you too much, but um, I don't know. I found this one kind of slow, man. It was slow and boring, and like at one point, it just didn't really hold my attention that much. It does have uh, revolve around like racial issues in some parts, um, but it was just it was a little too slow for me after like all this like dialogue building and creeping around it re wasn't really very horror it kind of turns into like a revenge sort of thing which is like the third act but by that point i think i was just kind of bored with it i don't know i wouldn't recommend it i'd probably give it a two two and a half i'll give it a two and a half to be fair because maybe i just wasn't I, I wasn't into it, man. It, it just didn't. It just didn't do it for me. Slow, say, too, too slow yeah, and boring, and not enough horror. If you say it's slow and boring, baby, you know there's nothing I, I hate worse than a boring movie. Yeah. So, uh, once again, I saluted Chris, and I'm gonna salute you. Thanks for taking one for the team, baby. <laughs> you did good. It Keep was up all good right. work. It wasn't like absolute dog shit. Like the production and everything was good. The acting and stuff was good. I just, just, it just didn't do it for me. It was just slow. At the end, it did start to pick up a little, and that was a little interesting, but too little, too late. Right, right, right. I hear you. I feel you. But it's funny, you know, we were discussing Sharks Out of the Moon, which you said was complete dog shit. And now you'd, and it's a horrible movie, but it was a lot of fun. There's a different of kinds of bad. You know, right. we have different levels of bad. We understand this is and boring. I think <laughs> I think boring is worse than bad. You know it what I'm is. saying? Because if it's I bad, it's good bad, and then there's just awful bad. Like you've got we're all going to the world's fair bad, which is not that's just fucking awful. You know, <laughs> that is but a then, big thumbs down. 
Shark Side of the Moon is also fucking awful, but so fun. You know? <laughs> yeah, I'll watch Shark Side of the Moon again at the drop of a fucking hat. Uh, yeah. Bad. Like, uh, I, I feel my scale uh, is just because I give something three stars doesn't mean that it's a good movie. It's I was yeah. very entertained by it. <laughs> Yeah, that's basically I go by my how level. my rating system goes too. It's like, is this a good movie? It's whether I liked it or not. You know, that's all my rating system is really based on. <laughs> that's legit. That's yeah. too legit. I can't quit, baby. You know, fun is the most important thing when it comes to this. You know, unless it's like stunningly beautiful and it's got a wonderful, crazy, torturous story or something. Where you know, torture movies are, aren't usually fun. But if it is a good movie, it's a good movie. But, but they're also fun, good sometimes, yeah. But if it's fun, you know, it can go from a two to a three to a three and a half pretty easily if it's fun. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But or boring is even. boring, and you mm-hmm. say the strays on Netflix is boring. So two and a half, you're giving it, baby, right? And that, yeah. If I could That's give it, it a two point two five, I think that oh, would right. Be That's being generous, right there. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap up this Taylor train before we get into before we get into spoiler town. I'm gonna talk about. Well, another movie that I missed when I was in the theater last year that I really wanted to see. I got so excited when I saw that it's. Tr- streaming on hulu uh it is not necessarily a horror movie but it's definitely a genre film and it's definitely weird and it's definitely kind of fits in that weird gross movie category that we love so much uh this movie is called triangle of sadness Ooh la la this was a lot this was a lot lot and i thought that is i thought that it was going to be a very serious movie but it was Far from serious, uh, darkly comedic, very gross. Um, it is a film about a fashion model celebrity couple that join an eventful cruise for the super rich. And you know, when they did the within like the first five minutes of the movie, they you discover what the titular line triangle of sadness is it's this little triangle of skin in the middle of your forehead that when you like squint your face, it makes a triangle of sadness, which made me laugh out loud. <laughs> so I totally LOL'd at that moment. And then it goes on. There's a scene where like, Oh, you, you got to smile for H and F and then you frown for, you know, when you're doing expensive clothing It's very funny. If you like a, if you like a parody, it kind of pokes fun at the super rich and the super famous. And that's in Act 1. Act 2 takes place on this cruise that they talk about. And things are going weird, as it is, but very funny. And then the, the cruise ship sort of hits turbulence. <laughs> and the funny, the funny, the humor goes from being, like, awkward humor to being total potty humor, to being total gross-out humor. Because when the turbulence hits, everybody on the ship starts throwing up and like diarrhea starts shooting up from the toilets and it's disgusting <laughs> and it goes on for a good <laughs> amount of time. And it's just totally disgusting. Everybody, I can't, see, I can't even talk about it without laughing. There are certain people that would like turn the movie off at this point, but there are people like me that find other people throwing up. In movies, at least, <laughs> to be hilarious, <laughs> and so I could not stop laughing, and I thoroughly enjoyed it because people, it was like it turned into a disaster film at this point, 
and that's fine. That is definitely a genre film trope, and I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Woody Harrelson plays the captain of the ship, and he plays like a weird uh, sort of communist, uh, and he's a drunk, and he, he's having like a, a big discussion, an argument with this Russian uh, billionaire who is a, a capitalist. It is a very weird movie. Well, anyways, the turbulence that the ship hit uh, is going through turns into a wreckage. There's like five people, six people left. Everybody else is dead. And it becomes like this Lord of the Flies situation. And the woman who was in charge of taking care of the toilets is now head of the island because she knows how to hunt. She knows how to fish. She knows how to take care of people. And she takes like the the best looking model that was on the boat and turns it turns him into her sex slave. It's it's a bizarre movie. It's gross. It's funny. I loved it so much. Um, I definitely gave it a a four and a half soft five. I'm giving out stars like there's no tomorrow today. I'm just watching good movies this week, and I can't believe it. Uh, it's yeah, good problem to have. Right? <laughs> Absolutely. If you're going to have problems, baby, it's got to be watching good movies. But yeah, this one is streaming on Hulu. Uh, this is another one that I would probably, if I was given a chance to buy it, I would buy it just so I could watch like the, the making of and all that stuff because it is a wild film, babies. Um, yeah, if you get a chance. Now, you two, have you seen this? Have you heard about it? I don't think so. Um, I... It is on my radar. It's like something that people have been talking about, enjoying it. I didn't realize it was like potty humor kind of movie. I thought it was um like I got an Oscar bait kind of movie for some reason, how people were talking about it. So now I'm much more interested in seeing it. Uh, I guess that shows my my mentality where I go, oh, I, it's an Oscar movie. Yeah. Oh, it's potty humor. I'm in. I'm in. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Woody Harrelson, I always enjoy him uh, in most things. Uh, he's usually... Uh, 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 entertaining character no matter what he does so I'm in I'll give it a shot well the trailer and the, the people that were talking about it definitely led it to believe that it was more of like an elevated sort of genre film and even the it, cover looks looks like it is absolutely absolutely and you know I don't think it. Uh, there are definitely different levels that everybody could enjoy something about this movie and I, I appreciate that about this. You know, there are there are parts in it where if you are a movie going fan like you know we are, your your mind is spinning like, what does this mean? Who what is this implying? What's the allegory? What's the subtext? And then there are other parts where you're just like, there are, there are fountains of diarrhea and puke everywhere. That's hilarious, and I love it. <laughs> so there's something for everybody. You <laughs> had like, me at fountains of diarrhea. <laughs> I can't suggest uh, Triangle of Sadness enough, babies. You know, another great movie. Uh, but I, I think it's time to wrap up our recap for the past couple of weeks and move into beep, beep, Spoiler Town on our feature presentation. And now for our feature presentation. Ooh la la, man oh man. I can't believe how much fun, how much I loved Oh, the cocaine bear. How about you guys? Did you love cocaine bear? Yeah, this one was uh, this one was a hoot. Uh, I loved it. Uh, we had quite the experience, not only getting there, but through the movie <laughs> itself. Um, I'm pretty sure these two caretakers 
uh, took a large group of mentally handicapped um, people that they were supposed to be taking to a children's film into this. Um, because when we were sitting there, like, I think there was what, like eight of them? Like two nurses there came in. There was a large with, like, group. I didn't really. Count. You know, like they, these, these people were obviously mentally challenged. Like some were in wheelchairs. Some, you know, like we had to be helped be like sat down and all this. And I'm like, why are they in cocaine bear? And, you know, like they were like <laughs> randomly screaming at things. And like every time the bear came up, the one guy was just like, bear. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, it was a strange, it was a strange screen. Like I said, I had to sneak in snacks. Um, and everywhere from my hat to my hoodie pocket to my 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 waistband, I, I brought in a lot of snacks on this. When we hit the dollar store, um, <laughs> yes. But yeah, I loved Cocaine Bear. Uh, this this yeah. movie, uh, this is like a I I am the market demographic for a movie like this. Like they they hook you with the title, and to where a lot of movies would fail. Like like Snakes on a Plane hooks you on the title, right? Kind of sucked in its in its execution. Um, Cocaine Bear hooks you on the title does not suck in its execution. It gives <laughs> you exactly what you uh, you expected from this thing, but you also do end up like loving the bear, which was odd. And it's a little little cubblings. Yeah, you get kind of root for the bear towards the end of it, like go bear, <laughs> you get that I cocaine. <laughs> I think it's because a lot of the characters were were either unlikable or annoying. Yeah. Like, uh, you didn't give a shit about Ray Liotta's character. Like, he was great in the movie, but you're like, you want him to die, especially when he starts, like, you know, gun-belting, coked-up cubs. Um, <laughs> the, the the three thug kids, uh, the one was pretty entertaining, the one they had to bring in with them. I thought yeah. that kid was pretty fucking entertaining <laughs> the the only guy that really bummed me out when he died was like the the old uh detective with the dog yeah yeah i loved that character and it was really sad to see him die like that guy like was just such a like the the weird backstory line of him like adopting this dog and like <laughs> it not be the dog he expected you like he wanted like a golden retriever or something he gets this little like beautiful dog with a bow like you know <laughs> catch you don't <laughs> retrieve <laughs> yeah man oh man oh man oh man there isn't too many movies in my lifetime i am i'm old baby and there isn't too many movies in my lifetime that i've pre-ordered the tickets that i've uh gone to the very first showing of and uh Cocaine Bear is one of those few movies that i did this for i was so excited for it and it was an amazing film. You know, it's based on a true story that happened all the way back in 1985. So, I mean, this makes it a wonderful period piece, too. You know, and um, it, it's interesting that it, uh, you know, it takes place. The original incident took place on September 11th, 1985. I was like, what is it with September 11th? Um, but the original incident took place on September 11th, 1985. And... I only got that because uh, they discovered the pilot's body on that date. So actually, it probably takes place before that. But they discovered the body of the pilot that was throwing the cocaine out of the plane on that day. Um, one of the people and one of the one of the people that citizens of Georgia where this takes place 
found th- this dead body laying in their driveway and uh and they didn't discover the bear uh until december you know the the december the bear was dead in december and it's funny because you know in the movie we see the bear consume kilo after kilo and brick after brick yeah. and you know i'm Monaco. sure it's for it's purely for exploitation purposes because in the true story the bear consumed 3 to 4 grams and i'm like bitch that's whack <laughs> you know who dies after 3 or 4 grams come on <laughs> you get a bloody nose and that's about it baby come on don't be a pussy <laughs> do some more blow <laughs> just kidding you know, don't don't do blow <laughs> um but you know uh, it's an oddball film it, it's very 80s it's got uh, lots of tropes from 80s movies, but they don't hit you over the head with that nostalgia porn. It's very smart the way that they do it. Like, even at the end when they're at that waterfall, and you see the waterfall, and you know they've got to jump off the waterfall. Because in all those 80s movies, the kids had to jump off the waterfall, you know, to escape the bad guy or whatever it was. Uh, I, I loved every every minute of it. You know what I'm saying? It was smart. It's well done. And, you know, I had that weird group of people from cops and criminals and tourists and teens, and they all converge in this forest, but they're all trapped by this cocaine-addicted bear that's on a murderous rampage just from unintentionally ingesting cocaine. It's such a brilliant concept. And it's funny because when I saw... Uh, before I was even planning to see well no I've been planning to see the movie since I heard the title but uh, when I first looked it up and it said uh, it's directed by Elizabeth Banks I was like say right. what right. <laughs> like Elizabeth yeah, that, Banks that was really interesting to me it was like that I, I like I know she fucks around with genres she's been in like Brightburn and Slither and all that like but oh, yeah, I wouldn't expect yeah she was the mom in Brightburn yeah uh, I would not have expected her to be who directed this movie. Uh, but one of the things I did like about it is like everyone like had a really interesting personality kind of going for them. Like they, you knew their defined character, you know, like um, the little blonde kid had a couple lines that fucking really cracked me up. Like, <laughs> like, you know what? This kind of seems like the kind of thing that would really scar a man for life. I guess we'll see how that plays <laughs> yeah. out. <laughs> I guess we'll see how that plays out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like uh, I also liked how the bear was cocaine motivated, because um, yeah. like you know the the bear is like chasing the kid up the tree, but the other guy is up the other tree, but he's covered in cocaine, and he accidentally like, knocks a little off himself, and the bear smells the cocaine, jumps down from the one tree, and just goes up and mauls that guy because he's covered in cocaine. Um, I really. I really like how when the bear breathes out, he just breathes out like puffs of cocaine. <laughs> I, I like how you discover it's a, a lady bear because it does too much cocaine and passes out on a character at one point. And he uh, exclaims that the bear's vagina is on his ear. Uh, that one made me spit out popcorn, I believe. Um <laughs> This Maybe I, I was laughing. Blood. I was laughing from beginning to end, and I would have to say my favorite kill was when he he did climb down the little boy's tree and up that grown man's tree and tore him to shreds. It was just blood and gore. I loved it. You know, I, that was definitely my favorite kill in the movie because that's when you realize, oh, he, he this bear is going to rip up anything that smells like the cocaine, and I that 
I, I could not stop laughing. And you know what was funny? Usually I get very angry when people talk during the movies. And there was two teenagers around back of us, talked almost through the whole time. And I didn't give a fuck because it is a movie called Cocaine Bear. It's a ridiculous movie. And if they want to act ridiculous, I didn't care, which is wild. Usually... Oh my God, that would ruin my day. I would be screaming about it until the cows come home. But this time, uh-uh, no way. The ridiculousness, the exploitation, the comedy, the gore. I was just thrilled to be there, babies. Yeah, um, I I normally that would kill me too. Uh like uh the fact that they they that there was like not only a large group of people, because we went and saw it opening night. Um but we were at an earlier show. I think it was like what five thirty, Kelly. It was like five five thirty. Yeah, probably. It was um, like dusk. It was getting dark. So but we yeah, did, we did have a rowdy crowd and then a large group of uh, uh, mentally handicapped people that were definitely having some reactions uh, to the movie. It was a very loud uh, cinematic experience, but I still had a, a blast with it. Uh, and one of the things we didn't mention is this thing does deliver on the gore. Yeah, um, it is a yeah, it bloody does. fucking movie. Um. Real bloody, like it goes out of its way to be gory at times, like the stretcher kill with Park Ranger. Yeah. Um. Yeah, like getting his face dragged off and all that. Like it's, yeah, it was. This movie knew what it was, knew what people wanted to see, and it fucking delivered on it, and that's very mm-hmm. rare. Um. I also liked Ice Cube's kid. Uh. He was he was really good at it. Uh. Like that. He he was fucking cracking me up because like the the where he gets his finger shot off. It's like it's just not even. The same, the figures aren't even next to each other. How does that fucking happen? <laughs> uh, the whole thing, it was it was a great movie. Um, I can't recommend it enough. I'll I'll give it four and a half. Uh, definitely loved it. I give it a four. I give it a four. Did you guys have a favorite kill from the movie? I like the stretcher, the the face dragged across the street. That was a good one. I'm trying to remember the other ones. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to watch it again, but yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed that movie. Um, I very much liked the, um, hiker lady in the beginning. Oh uh, yeah. The, the, what were they? Swedish, uh, the Swedish hikers that were, mm-hmm. uh, that bear doesn't look right. Oh, it's okay. Let's take some pictures. And it actually, you know, he's, she's getting eaten and the fucking leg gets thrown at the husband and shit. I was like, Oh God. Yeah, that's good. Uh, Ray Liotta's is pretty good too. That. The, all the deaths mm-hmm. were very good. Uh, extreme. There was a lot of blood in this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know there were some people that didn't even get killed by the bear, which I thought was hilarious. Like the 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 cop gets killed by being shot, and so does one of the punk kids. Yeah, yeah. Some of the kills weren't even the bear. You're right. I I did enjoy the the this weird stupid underline of the dog. Like I said before. And how the the corrupt cop still ends up with the dog at the end, and hopefully it'll make her better. I don't know. It was it was silly, but uh, yeah. I I th- this is one of those movies when it was over, I was like, that was it, and then I looked like, oh shit, it's been an hour and a half. Like it felt like it went by in like forty minutes, you know. Yeah, and, and I love the soundtrack. You know, when the they had Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five doing white lines. You know, I was boogieing in my seat. I was singing along. It was uh, such a good time. You know, I had an after credit scene with the dog. It was uh, very well done. I-, I loved it. You know, it's my favorite movie of 2023 so far. I know it's only March, but at the same time, it's 
it's it's there. It's it's top of the pops, baby. And I, I can't recommend enough. I'm gonna give it five. Fuck it, five, baby, five, five stars for Cocaine Bear. If you like exploitation, what's up? They're giving out all the stars tonight. All the stars, all the stars, and all the bars, baby. You know what I'm saying? Because like, if you can make an exploitation movie. A funny exploitation movie that's an 80s throwback without making it feel like an 80s throwback. Man, Elizabeth Banks, give her all the money, you know, because they're already talking about a sequel. I know there's the knockoff uh, Meth Gator. Yeah, Meth Mock Gator. Luster. It's oh, already de- out. I'm definitely watching Meth Gator. I think it might be on Tubi already. I'm not sure, but Meth Gator is out, but they've already started talking to her about making. Not necessarily a sequel, but like a spiritual sequel, you might say, called uh, uh, Cocaine Shark, uh, because there's a true story about cocaine being let go in an ocean, and she was in talks with it, but she loves the movie Jaws so much, she's like, I don't want to make fun of Jaws. And if it's going to be a knockoff of Jaws, what's that? Good shark movies are hard to make, too. Right. And that's the thing. She's like, I want to make it good. And also, I love Jaws. I don't want to make fun of Jaws at all. So if we do do, if we do make uh, <laughs> cocaine shark, it's going to be adult. its own entity. So it'll be interesting if she does do a cocaine animal follow up or, you know, if this is a one and done. Either way, I say give Elizabeth Banks more money to make more exploitation films that are funny and gory and fun from beginning to end. And I, I'll be happy with that, baby. All right. Well, let's let's wrap up this episode. You guys got any closing statements for the people listening? Uh, go see Cocaine Bear for sure. Yeah. It was yeah, a blast. Yeah, go watch that one. That's a good show. Yeah. And go watch Sharks on the Moon. Quit taking yourself so Shark, seriously. Start side Shark of the moon. Side of the moon. <laughs> watch, watch some dog shit. It'll, it'll have, like enhance your life. I'm gonna go watch Deathbed after I'm done with this. <laughs> I was gonna watch. Uh, sometimes they come back again. Oh, the the greaser Stephen King thing. Yeah, yeah. The the but first one. Is that the second one? No, I'm watching the second one. I'm watching. Yeah, the that's the second one. one. Again, again yeah. is the second one. Yeah. We'll talk uh, about that next week. <laughs> Well, we don't. We uh, we're gonna keep it secret what we're gonna do next week. It might be another feature movie. Might have a guest. Who knows? It's a mystery, baby. You gotta stay tuned. And on that note, I'm gonna say keep it spooky, keep it creepy, keep it real vile forever. And God bless America. Send nudes. Woo! Later. Hey, all you cats and kittens, all you ladies and lady killers out there in real vile land. This is your old pal, Mr. Germ T. Ripper, saying keep it spooky, keep it creepy, keep it real vile forever. And don't forget, like, subscribe, and share all our content. Ow!